welcome to this presentation of Bethel Family Church. We hope you enjoy listening and that it helps you to grow closer to Jesus. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Like James, I rehearsed that all yesterday uh, to make sure that I said good afternoon. The only difficulty with that, of course, was that I was speaking at another church this morning, so I had to make sure I didn't say good afternoon. Uh, It just gets all too confusing, but great to be with you today, and uh, I just have to say thank you. Thank you to uh, all of you uh, for what you have been able to achieve uh, through your giving uh, to Bible League is outstanding, and I'll Look forward to sharing uh, more about that with you, Um, but also an enormous thank you for changing the service time and uh, accommodating an opportunity for me to uh, share, not just about Bible League, uh, but about what you're involved in uh, when you do the Christmas tree uh, little um, program. Uh, this, This is about what you've achieved. Uh, through your generosity, and I really wanted to open up Bible League to you uh, so that you have a good understanding of uh, what we do as a ministry, uh, how involved we get with uh, individuals and churches, uh, government organisations, schools, and a load of other ministries uh, in the field. So look forward to uh, sharing that with you. Uh, Caleb and uh, Kerry, of course, thank you very much for the invitation to come and do that and for the um, leadership uh, to the church here in connection with Bible League, absolutely fantastic. Um, Now, there is lots of things to go through. I'll I'll try and get there, but there is a lady, a young lady, I believe, who does the event coordination catering thing. Where is she? Trish, (laughs) thank you for all of your help and organising the treats and a bit of uh, lunch or afternoon tea out the back. So please enjoy that. This is our thank you to you uh, as a church. And I thought it would be appropriate just to share uh, over food. Jesus was really into hospitality. uh, So enjoy that. Stay after the service, connect and um, just enjoy that. But that's our thank you. There's also some goodie bags. Uh, the Royal Show might be on, but I've got uh, goodie bags that are even better. So uh, please help yourself to a goodie bag. There's some things in there, some gifts for you um, that we just want you to enjoy. Uh, some practical things, but also some newsletters and things uh, in relation to Bible League. So please make sure you grab them. Um, if you don't keep the bag, I hear uh, they're quite good at uh, storing your potatoes in the pantry. Uh, they're quite dark and uh, keep the light out, so they're good for that if you don't want to take, take them shopping. Uh, but just enjoy that. That's our, uh, that's our thank you to you as a church. Uh, just a couple of things that are on my heart. Just uh, the Holy Spirit's just always uh, talking to us. Uh, I'm sure I'm not the only one. Uh, Caleb is another I know. <laughs> and uh, I just really felt Uh, To reinforce what Kerry was talking about, just uh, somebody uh, who was feeling a little bit unloved. And uh, just know that God's uh, love for you is enormous. 
uh, and that he has not left you. Uh, he, he just is drawing you in through whatever you're going through. And um, if that's something that you feel that you can't manage on your own, the church becomes the church when we share our storms. You know, uh, encouraging one another, helping one another. Uh, there's always things to learn in storms. There's actually a blessing in persecution, but I won't preach on that. Um, but just really felt to encourage you uh, in God's love. But if it's starting to overwhelm you, uh, talk to Caleb, talk to Kerry, talk to someone that uh, you trust and is strong in the Lord and share what you're going through. Don't, don't hold it in. Uh, we need to be people who are prepared to be vulnerable. Um, we, we all have storms. We will all have those t- times and we just need to uh, give God space to allow others to minister in whatever their uh, gifts are. All right, so um, today is a little bit different. Uh, there's no specific uh, message as such, uh, but we are going to look at some scriptures. Uh, so there's always a message in sharing the scriptures anyway. But it is all about Bible League and what we're doing as a ministry. So There is a lot of information, but the heart behind today, for me anyway, is that you begin to, or not begin to, but maybe be encouraged and reminded of the power of Scripture. The power of Scripture. I mean, we're talking about storms. Sometimes the enemy just needs to be put in his place. And the way we do that is by quoting Scripture. It's exactly what Jesus did, and I'll I'll probably mention that again later on. It is written, he said, three times to put the enemy in his place. The Bible is powerful. The Bible is God-breathed. It is his absolute treasure to us. It is Jesus Christ. Jesus is the word. So if we are ever going to build a relationship with our Savior, it is through reading the Bible. The Bible is absolutely critical Uh, foundational for every uh, Christian that is going to journey uh, with the Lord. Uh, A pilgrimage, a holy pilgrimage is what we're on. We're pilgrims. And uh, the Bible has been given to us uh, as a gift from the Father in exactly the same way that Jesus was given. The Word. The Word became flesh and was given to mankind as a sacrifice so that there was a way to return to the Father. The Bible has been given to us in exactly the same way. It's God-breathed. It is divine. There is no comparison. There is no equal. We, we sing that about Jesus. He has no rival. The Bible has no rival. It is above all. He has no equal. The Bible has no equal. As many encouraging books that you might be able to buy from Kurong or WordStore or download online, they will never equal what the Holy Spirit can reveal to you through Scripture. So this is the importance and God has established a number of Bible ministries. Bible League is just one of many and that is because with the Uh, gospel message that goes out, the amazing work that the missionaries do with the gospel, there is so much more. There is a connection that needs to be made. 
there is sanctification that starts to take place. And it's through the scriptures that the Holy Spirit encourages and builds up and teaches. So um, I'm hoping that this is beginning to resonate with you and to really encourage you at the importance of engaging with the Word of God. We're going to run a video. Uh, Let me just tell you a little bit about the video because the quality is not fantastic. While the uh, guys are preparing that, the video was filmed uh, in a very dark, secret uh, environment. And the event that's taking place is that uh, students have received the Word of God. And as this video plays through, what I'd like you to see is... There's this rush of excitement in seeing that the Bibles have arrived. But then there is this amazing uh, depth of understanding and quietness in regards to what they've received. So uh, let's have a look at that video and just enjoy that. Pretty amazing, isn't it? That's what you guys are involved in. And um, it gets me every time because... There's just this excitement, I suppose, of perhaps receiving the first thing that they've ever had that's brand new, got its plastic wrapping on it. But as the consciousness, I suppose, of what they have received begins to take over, they're almost not taking the plastic cover off because it's become so precious. And in that quietness, you can begin to understand that the reaction that they're having is a spiritual one. The Holy Spirit is moving in relation to what they've received. The Holy Spirit is preparing their hearts for them ready to engage with the Word of God. A revelation that the Bible is the truth, that the Bible is life, and that the Bible will lead them on their way. What did Jesus say about himself? I am the truth. Bible. I am the life. Bible. I am the way. Bible. It's all about the Bible. It is so interconnected with who Jesus is. As I mentioned earlier, 2 Timothy 3 and verse 16 tells us that all scripture, all scripture is God-breathed. That doesn't just mean that he authored the Bible, 
what it means is that it has come out of God. What it means is that it's divine, that it's holy, that it's living, and that it's powerful, and it has a purpose. That's what the Bible is. It just does not have uh, an equal. And we really need to engage with the Word of God if we are going to begin to understand Jesus himself. Jesus there with Satan uh, at the beginning of his ministry, Jesus has been baptised. Holy Spirit comes upon him and leads him into the wilderness. He spends 40 days becoming very hungry, very weak in the flesh. And the enemy comes to him. And I just find it incredibly satisfying but also remarkable that the way that Jesus put Satan in his place was through Scripture. Knowing that Jesus had all of the power and authority of heaven within him, he could have easily just said, Nick off. You have no place being even beside me, let alone in the same desert. But what Jesus wanted to do was to demonstrate to us the importance of using scripture and quoting scripture over our storms, over our trials, over our persecutions. The Bible contains so many scriptures that we can relate to just about every human experience. And as we quote those scriptures over our lives, as we quote those scriptures over our friends and loved ones, it puts the enemy right off. He can't stand it. And he knows the Bible, but he knows the power of the Bible. What about the whole armour of God? We used to sing about the armour of God in Sunday school. The helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness. What is that? How do we put that on? If the Bible is telling us to put on the whole armour of God so that we can withstand the attacks of the enemy, how do we do that? Well, if you look at each and every part of that armour, it's scripture, it's Bible. Who is our salvation, our helmet of salvation? Who is that? Jesus Christ. Jesus is the word. So we need to wear the word. We need to transform our minds through the Holy Spirit in relation to what the word tells us who we are. Joint heirs with the Son, citizens of heaven, begins to shift your thinking when you are wearing your helmet of salvation. Romans chapter 10, the shield of faith, right? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So understanding, connecting with the, with the word is your shield of faith. It builds up your faith. The righteousness, the breastplate of righteousness. Whose righteousness do we wear? We sang about it just a moment ago. Jesus Christ, the word. The sword of the spirit. Hebrews 4 verse 12. God's word is alive and working and is sharper than any two-edged sword. The sword of the Spirit is Scripture. Truth, the belt of truth. Scripture is truth. 
the sandals of peace. It's the gospel of peace. And Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace. Jesus, the Word. Everything about the Bible connects us to Jesus Christ because he is the Bible. He is the Word. It's a strange concept if you want to um, look at it in a practical sense, but we aren't practical. We're spiritual. We are spirit, soul, and body in that order. So it's the spiritual that we need to feed. It's the spiritual that needs to take a stand against the enemy. We don't fight with flesh and, against flesh and blood. We fight against principalities and powers and spirits. So we need to have something that is spiritual and connected to God in order to fight that. And it is the Bible. So this is the thing. Um, we are in a constant spiritual battle. Um, there's many blessings. There's many great days. There's many great days. We don't need to get down, but it's a reality. The Bible is our armour and weapon. We are disciples. So the Bible becomes our teacher. And there's so much more besides all of that. So this morning, I did it, got it wrong. This afternoon, I wrote morning. That is so bad. This afternoon, doesn't sound genuine now, but it is. This afternoon, my... Uh, hard is that you won't just hear the information, uh, but you'll really begin to understand why God has established Bible ministries. And Bible League is just one of them, but it's great to have you guys partner with us. So I'll start the presentation and um, my little clock here as well. Uh, someone put their hand up if their stomach is beginning to rumble. And... Uh, Oh, no, but those lights are powerful. That's, uh, whew. All right, so uh, special presentation for you guys. Let's have a look at the next slide. Do I have a clicker? No, you guys do it. That's all right. You put your feet up the back there now, Matthew. It's all good. Thank you. Gold star to you guys. Uh, Kerry said it, and it's absolutely true. Uh, each year that you've done the Bible trees, uh, the amount that you've contributed has increased and the total now rests at about $3,000, just over. Each Bible is costed roughly at about $10. Uh, some cost more to produce because they're going into very uh, like war zone areas, very dusty, dirty, wet, damp, whatever. Um, but over average uh, is around about $10. So that's uh, 300 Bibles uh, and a little bit. <laughs> um, but the thing with that is that our own research tells us that for each Bible that goes out, it will be shared with as many as four other people. So really, you've reached over a 1,000 people with the Word of God through... Uh, what you've contributed. So that's important to understand. Uh, what have I done here? On. All right, maybe just hit the space bar there for me. There we go. How did it all start? Well, like so many things uh, in God, 
uh, it starts with the obedience of one man and uh, the call of God on his heart together with his wife. So William and Betty Chapman uh, really began Bible League in 1938 uh, in the States. So if you want to pop to the next slide there for me. So on Good Friday, April the 15th, uh, they had a thousand Bibles with them and began their door-to-door ministry. And it was now and then as the Home Bible League. Uh, Some of you may recognise that name, but uh, that's how we started. Uh, Next slide for me. Thank you. The ministry grew through uh, World War II. Uh, It's quite amazing how God shifts things and does things. Uh, There's amazing things that are good and of God that are happening around the Ukraine at the moment. I'll share a little bit about that. Um, We now have a new king. This is a God design. For the first time in a long time, people are going to be referring to a king. And I believe that the Holy Spirit is going to ignite evangelism around the world in relation to the King of Kings because now that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Just something simple like that. We can understand how we can share that Jesus is the King of all kings. Anyway, that's a bit of a tangent. So General MacArthur used Bible League to supply Bibles to overseas troops. So... Who orchestrated that? God did. And just like every other American, I suppose, General MacArthur wanted the American name on it, so it became American Home Bible League, uh, 1941 to 48. When the war uh, came to an end, uh, there had been international connections made um, through the delivery of those Bibles to the troops. So what Bible League was then able to do was to retain those relationships and those connections and begin to plant Bibles uh, all around the world. So then they dropped the American side of things. Uh, General MacArthur had moved on and it became World Home Bible League. And um, we were a big part of the Billy Graham crusade apparently in supplying over a million Bibles um, to his uh, crusade there in Chicago. All right, next one. So from those very humble beginnings, God has uh, blessed Bible League, uh, opened doors for Bible League, and uh, is doing wonderful things through Bible League. So all glory to him. Uh, we are just doing what he's called us to do. We now operate in over 90 nations, including Australia, Uh, 14 of those nations are totally against Christianity. So this is what we call the persecuted church. Um, You might have heard of that from other ministries. Open Doors is one. Um, The persecuted church is predominantly where Islam is the religion um, uh, culturally, um, but also uh, Hindu and Buddhist nations often persecute Christians. So we provide Bibles... Bible-based literacy, discipleship and church planter training. So there's a lot that goes on with the bringing of the Bibles. So it's not a drop and stop, uh, here's your Bibles, good luck. 
uh, we actually want to uh, help people engage with the Word of God. So with all of those name changes, our purpose has never changed. We want to serve the under-resourced church uh, through the provision of Bibles and resources and training uh, to transform lives worldwide through God's Word and help people to meet Jesus. So if you're going to read the Bible, you're definitely going to meet Jesus. So that's our purpose. That's what's behind. Uh, Serving is a big part. Jesus came to serve. Uh, So we want to serve, so we don't sell Bibles, Uh, we provide Bibles. Um, And to give you an understanding, perhaps, of uh, an under-resourced situation, just head to the next slide there for me. This is Pastor Thomas. Pastor Thomas has enormous hands, my goodness me. Um, But he was leading a church of around uh, 60 to 70 people uh, in Ghana, And that's the Bible that the church had. So he's preaching uh, from that, uh, sharing that around uh, in Bible studies, etc. But this is the situation, uh, a very simplistic term, I suppose, but there is an absolute Bible famine. There are millions of Christians desperate for a Bible, but they cannot afford one or they can't access one. And so the Ministry of Bible League and what you're sharing in, we bring those Bibles in, as you saw in that video. So the next one there. We really want to change uh, the situation that Thomas was in. That's the heart, to get the Bible into people's hands. And sometimes, you know, people ask the question, um, do you get people to pose with the Bibles like that? Uh, the question, the answer to that is no. Uh, Miriam here waited 17 years for her Bible. 17 years she's been journeying that life of faith with so little to draw on. Uh, no favourite memory verse, no real ability to draw on something Uh, to give her comfort or to proclaim over her life or her family's life. It's it's really a missing piece. And so when they receive it, uh, again, like that video, they just hold it because it's it's such a precious thing that they've received and they know the value of it. Probably because it's so hard to get that they understand the value as well. For us in Australia, it's so easy. You just download one on on, online, don't even have to buy one. Uh, but for people in very remote situations, poor situations, etc., you just can't do that. So we need to come in and provide the Bibles. Okay, next one. So we'll go through these fairly quickly. I just wanted to give you an idea of where you're reaching. Um, so all around the world, there's 90 odd nations. I didn't do all of them, but certainly Malaysia, uh, Angola. Sudan, Mozambique, chubby bubby there, Zambia. A lot of these um, nations and photos that you see, even in our um, uh, newsletters, etc., show the uh, African nations uh, and sometimes um, uh, across Asia, uh, Philippines, etc. And the reason for that is uh, security, really. Um, 
we can't take a lot of photos in a lot of countries that we would like to for the safety of uh, everyone. And so there seems to be a predominance of uh, the African nations, but uh, we certainly are a global organisation. As I said, engagement is key. You know, that's, you know, Jesus uh, engaged, didn't he? And um, engaged with the community, engaged with individuals, um, made disciples. So the three main areas of Bible engagement that we have, I think I mentioned this before, Project Philip. Project Philip is very broad. Um, There's Project Philip materials for the kids. There's Project Philip material for... Um, adults and there's Project Philip material um, that is a 16-week curriculum. Uh, Other is just Sunday school. I've got some examples on the table at the back. I I didn't mention this before. There's some things for you to have a look at and uh, just see what goes out to the community. Um, Another one uh, is a booklet called So Choose Life. So it's not always the Bible, but it will always be the gospel uh, and the gospel message and scripture. The So Choose Life booklets, um, this is an amazing story. In South Africa, uh, amongst the public schools, there is a lot of uh, gang uh, warfare, call it that. And the other thing uh, around South Africa, perhaps particularly, but Uh, spread culturally into other African nations is witchcraft. And so uh, Satanism is actually a recognised religion in South Africa. Uh, It's very open and prominent. There's markers that are made around uh, the cities of Johannesburg and etc. to show where territory is owned by Satan. And um, we just look at that as Christians and step on that ground and go, no, it isn't. But it's real. It's kind of in your face and we don't really understand that. And so the uh, high schools in particular uh, had a very, very high crime rate, uh, a a lot of abuse uh, towards girls and it became a desperate situation. And the uh, Department of Education in South Africa uh, put out a tender to... uh, just about everybody, and said, what can we do about this? How, do, how can we change this situation? And Bible League in South Africa responded to that and said, hey, we've got a marvellous book uh, that we can provide uh, as a, uh, a small work material book um, about choosing life. Anyway, uh, long story short, they trialled that in two high schools, Uh, for a whole school year. Uh, Both of those high schools used to have uh, police in attendance uh, all during the day, Uh, police in attendance when different buses would arrive from different areas. The crime rate was very, very high. After a whole year of doing uh, So Choose Life, so it it was basically given to um, the first year high schools right through to the last year's high schools, so everybody was studying it the crime rate dropped to the point where the Department of Justice rang the school and said, where are the police? Why are they not at the school? And the principal was able to say, we don't need them anymore. Bible League has now been asked to provide that same booklet to every single public school in South Africa. It's about 300 
plus, uh, which is a huge stretch on our uh, resources. But it just shows the power of scripture, the power of God's word in changing lives. So that's an amazing one. Bible-based literacy, uh, again, uh, literacy is everything, isn't it? And, you know, our government understands that and we have to send our kids to school to get an education. And um, in Asian countries, though, and, and uh, poorer communities, an education is everything and it's not always available. So what happens is that we provide Bible-based literacy uh, curriculums to the church. So I've got a, a, a slide which will help you understand that. But we always partner with a church. And the church becomes the school as they do Bible-based literacy and connects the community in through school to the gospel message and to church. And it's really having an, an amazing impact. Um, a lot of um, uh, communities like, you know, Bali uh, in Indonesia, people are employed in the tourism sector uh, with hotels, etc. They've had a rough time, of course, over the last few years. But what happens is that if you do not have the ability to read or write uh, and work in one of those areas, you'll probably be a cleaner or a, a, a bed maker, something simple like that, which is fine. It's great. But an education means that you can work on the front desk because you know how to um, uh, change money or uh, to read instructions or to show people uh, where the best beaches are, whatever. So it just it changes the ability for people to get employed and it increases the uh, wage bracket, if you like, for many, many people. So that's the practical side of it. Of course, they find Jesus along the way. The last one is church planter training. Uh, this is really kingdom building. We provide this. Uh, it's a two-year um, full-time curriculum. Uh, call it Certificate 4 in Christian Ministry. So fairly light on church history and theology, uh, really goes into pastoring and uh, church governance and those sorts of things. So we provide all of that uh, as part of what Bible League does as well as bringing in the Bibles. All right, next one. So here's just a photo, uh, Project Philip, as I said, uh, get people engaged with the Bible. That's the whole thing. What does the Bible say about? What does the Bible say about, etc.? Not sure where that's from, uh, but just studying their discipleship. It's the Great Commission is to go into all the world and preach the gospel and make disciples. And I'll share a bit more about that in a moment. Next one. So some African natives there. Next one. I think that's the Philippines. Just doing some study. This is just to give you an idea of uh, what you're involved in, Okay. Graduations are important in terms of doing that 16-week course and then coming to the end of that. And um, we want to celebrate that in two ways. One is um, to give people, a, I suppose, a, a self-worth boost because often these people are very poor, don't really feel like their lives are worth very much. They don't have much to celebrate. So the graduation itself is, hey, well done. You know, you, you've finished 16 weeks. That's awesome. The other part of that is that they keep the Bible that they've been using to do their 16-week study. And that sort of falls into the stewardship side of 
looking after the Bible as a resource because it's through the church's generosity that we're able to do anything. So we want to steward that generosity well. So if they don't graduate, if they don't keep going, they're more than welcome to keep coming to church, but that Bible goes on to the next person. So sounds a little bit unfair. Why not just leave them with the Bible? Well, we don't want the Bible unused. We want someone to engage with it. But that's part of it. Uh, Some ladies there. Project Philip for Kids is obviously not as study intent. Probably looks um, much like Sunday school uh, for them. Uh, Can't show you their faces. Bible-based literacy, um, that's a school in a church and all the kiddies there get their Bibles. They're beautiful Bibles. I've got an example of one on the table there. Please have a look at it. They're absolutely fantastic. Church planter training. So this is a graduation in Indonesia. Uh, it's about 40 plus uh, church planters graduating through that church, which is absolutely remarkable when you consider that Indonesia is the largest Muslim nation in the world. So these 40 guys are going out into the field. I just want to maybe look at Zambia as a bit of an example. Uh, This is repeated, of course, um, in every nation. But just uh, some geographical information before I move on. Land area, a little bit less than New South Wales, uh, but the population so much greater, uh, 19 million. The religion is Christian, but what happens with a lot of the African nations and probably some of the Asian ones as well is that while Christianity on the census uh, looks high, the depth of Christianity in reality is quite shallow. And uh, culturally, uh, people put, yes, I'm a Christian on the census because I don't want to be a Satanist or a Muslim. So... That's kind of how it builds up, but there's a fairly shallow depth. It's probably more around 45%, which is still great, but it's not absolute like that. Um, As I said, um, African Christians, the cultural thing, um, our Indigenous Australians find the very same thing. They have a culture that competes with the truth, and it's very hard for them to leave all of that culture um, and just simply follow the truth. So they kind of bring it with them. So one day they're sort of reading their Bible, the next day they'll go to the local witch doctor and get his opinion. So that's kind of what happens, but uh, we pray into all of that. The typical wage, around $2 uh, Australian a day. So you begin to understand, you know, how they can not afford a Bible in that sense. All right. So this one will blow your mind, a lot of arrows. (laughs) But the important thing is, that we have long-term discipleship because long-term discipleship equals church growth. That's just the bottom line. You can't put it any other way. So the Bibles and biblical resources like Project Philip Books, etc., they'll come into Bible League in Zambia and Bible League Zambia office has six master trainers so they are people who can teach others how to teach bible-based literacy how to teach um, project philip material so they come with the bibles as i said it's not stop and drop we don't just drop the bibles off and move on it comes with a human being 
but it goes to a church. So Bible League uh, have church partners all over the world, and in this particular nation, there's 500 church partners. So that is where the Bibles and materials go to. The church then uh, outputs either Bible-based literacy, Project Philip, or church planter training. So for Zambia, as an example, in 2022, there's been 8,500 people learn to read and write so far. 17,000 have done the Project Philip discipleship material. That's the adults, 16 weeks discipleship, 17,000. And church planter trainers, there's uh, 40 that are currently studying and 26 that have graduated this year. That is just amazing uh, of what happens through uh, you guys into the long-term discipleship. What happens there is that the people uh, engage with church so they become connected. That's the point. That's why it's a big green arrow. So when they've done all of this, they've done Bible-based literacy, for example, they're then discipled through, connected to the church, not just sent on their way. All right, next one. The biblical pattern is repeated all over the world in churches just like these. So here's an example. Our brothers and sisters in the Lord here. Um, I can't remember where that one is, but we'll just go through these ones. Just very simple, very humble. Next one. That particular church, um, they have more outdoor services than indoors. Uh, Air conditioning is a hole in the wall. Uh, This one's basically assemble under the shade of the tree. Um, Those particular trees are very good for shade. Um, Indonesia, that one, home group church in Indonesia. Uh, I've got an example of those little books up the back for you to have a look at. Next one. So churches just like that around the world. Um, But one of the other areas that we are heavily involved in is uh, Bibles for prisoners. And um, globally we partner with uh, both Prison Fellowship and Kairos, but there's so many others. There's churches in Port Augusta, for example, that uh, we provide uh, the prison Bible to. Um, Murray Bridge, uh, there's a couple of churches there that just have um, volunteer chaplains and we just supply them the Bibles that they need. In fact, the Bibles are actually already in the prisons and that's a miracle in itself because everything that goes into a prison has to go through a process of approval. And it took a long time and a lot of work to convince the Department of Justices in every state of Australia, who all work independently, the Federation, great. (laughs) Why can't we just be one thing? But anyway, um, those uh, Bibles have now been uh, an approved uh, transcript, an approved book for the library and uh, the storage areas. And so there they are in prison. So uh, getting on to the discipleship of prisoners. Uh, First Australian Resources, 
there's a number of these books. I've got some at the back for you to have a look at. Very popular with um, churches that are involved in um, uh, community outreach, the, the remote communities of Australia. Uh, the CRC Church in Alice Springs uh, uses these a lot, um, as well as the large print Bibles. So next one there. So you might recognise this guy on the right. Don't know if you know Alan Steele. That name might be familiar, but um, he's based at uh, Seton Family Church, and um, he travels into the uh, Alice Springs regularly. And uh, he really enjoys um, the large print Bibles that we have for him. Um, the Aboriginals suffer with eyesight terribly, um, so large print. But just, you know, this is what we do. Just get into a room and share the gospel. All right. So thank you very much, uh, church, for your uh, activity around the, um, the Christmas tree, Bible tree. Uh, please keep that going. Um, but I would love for you to just consider along with uh, the Holy Spirit if you might be able to do something on a regular basis. Um, once a year is, is great, but the need is all year. And it really does help us uh, manage projects and provide the finances year round uh, if there's some small contributions that come in each month. And it doesn't have to be a lot. Uh, it can be as little as $10 a month. Um, most people give around a dollar a day, so maybe $30 a month, but whatever. Whatever you might be able to afford, we can accommodate you. So I've got some uh, flyers. Uh, you can have a chat to me um, at the table at the back there. If you would just like some more information on Bible League, uh, connect in with our prayer calendars and our newsletters. Uh, just fill in your contact details on the card up the back there. Um, Financial support is great, but the enemy hates us and we need people to pray over us. So uh, if you would like the prayer calendar posted or emailed to you, um, please provide some details and we'll make sure that happens. Prayer is absolutely necessary and powerful. So that's it, guys. Um, we're going to enjoy some munchies. Um, I hope that that's given you a better, wider uh, and more passionate understanding of what you've been involved in with the Christmas tree. And um, let me just maybe pray, if that's all right. Well, Father God, we, we celebrate what you're doing here. We give you all the glory. We give you thanks for your son, Jesus. We lift him up. We lift him up over this nation. We lift him up over this city of Wyala. And we just pray that your Holy Spirit would continue to move on the hearts of people uh, in this area. And as the church reaches the community, as the church lifts up the name of Jesus, you will draw men to yourself. And uh, I thank you for this church. I thank you for what's been established. I pray over Caleb and Kerry and uh, the other leadership. I pray that you would bless them and keep them and uh, give them your wisdom uh, in the days ahead. 
we recognise that the world is changing rapidly. The world is shifting. Things are happening. But you are absolutely the author of it all. Sometimes we don't understand the tragedy behind some of those things, the wars, etc. But you are always working for good because you are a good, good father. So we celebrate you. Thank you for this time together. And uh, in Jesus' name, be blessed. Amen. Oh, don't forget your goodie bags. I do not want to take them home. (laughs) Thanks for listening to today's message. For more information or to listen to other podcasts, head to our website at BethelCRC.org.au or check out Bethel Family Church on Facebook.